welcome, welcome to another thrilling episode of Punch Up Your Life. I, as always, continue to be Andrew Lazat, the host of the show, where guests come in and they pitch me their life as if it was a big budget blockbuster Hollywood film, and then I give them notes on that film to improve it. But honestly, I'm, I don't know if I'm improving it. I'm just making us more cold, hard cash. And uh, this week, I'm barely working for it because I got a playwright in the chair with us and he came in with his own beat sheet. Um, his name is Logan Stephenson. He's a very accomplished Canadian playwright and graphic novelist and graphic illustrator. That's right. He, he does both things. Look for his graphic novel, Milk Rabbit, out now. It's very good. Uh, and if I had to pick a favorite play of Logan's, I like Skraelig, which uh, is about the Vikings discovering the Aboriginal people on the shores of Canada for the first time. And both sides think each other are monsters and uh, gets into a very, like, waiting for Godot thing with, like, an action thriller aspect to it. It's very cool. There's a lot going on. Uh, So I was really happy to catch up with Logan. We used to work together at the Manitoba Association of Playwrights. I uh, trained him to take over my job. He was technically my apprentice at one point, but that also feels weird because there's not that big of a um, an age difference between us. So we became friends really quickly and we just kind of have similar taste in a lot of stuff. It was just nice to catch up and it was great for me because, again, I didn't have to do that much. It was me in the passenger seat. Oh, what a fuel-efficient ride you are in for, audience. Uh, all the twists and turns. I still interject and, and suggest things and riff, but um, no, he, he really brought the heat. Uh, this was a really fun one, you guys. It's just nice to catch up with an old friend. And of course, Matt, my producer, loves it because I kept it to a decent, reasonable hour. This is a tight script, you guys. Um, and I just love how this show is growing and evolving and changing and, and, and how it changes depending on what type of artist I have in the chair. Um, and I hope you're enjoying the ride too. You know, let me know, like, and subscribe, do both. I didn't put or in there, do both. Okay. So, uh, while I record this, I have to turn my fan off and again, it's an oppressive heat right now. So I'm going to say goodbye and enjoy And I am reaching for my air conditioner fan. So this is it. And sweet relief. Okay, we should be rolling. Uh, So Logan, first of all, thank you for doing this. No problem. I, I love the setup of your room, and uh, <laughs> this one I both feel so relaxed for and a little nervous because you and I worked together mm-hmm. at the Manitoba Association of Playwrights, so I feel like you probably know every question I'm going to ask. I'm, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to keep an open mind. Like I'm trying not to go into this same thinking that like I'm going to know everything. Like I'm sure yeah, you yeah. got some surprises for me. That I, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'm just more. I'm like, I hope he doesn't think I peaked. And as I say that, I'm like, I hope he doesn't figure out that I've peaked. 
<laughs> so, uh, first off, uh, what 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 is this? What are what are you pitching? What have you got for me? So, I was thinking through a lot of the stories that exist in my life, and unfortunately, most of the stories from my youth involve a lot of drinking, and so didn't necessarily want to get too deep into some of those but this one i feel my responsibility is a little removed from the situation so the right. pitch so the tagline that i have here is when the well-being of an innocent stray dog is thrust upon one dumb hungover kid late for work he must journey back through the events of the previous evening to find the true identity of the mysterious pup Okay, that's that's great, and that's so succinct. So, like, what kind of vibes are we going for? Is it like <laughs> it's kind lassie of lassie come home? <laughs> uh, I was writing down that it's sort of dude wears my car meets homeward bound, as written by Kafka. Oh, so, so we have like you have your retracing your steps through the evening you have your really really adorable animal who i have of course voice casted in my head and then you have your really really horrible horrible just absolutely random chaos that you did not choose and you did not bring upon yourself but otherwise is still happening all at once can can i tell you the two uh names that came up in my head that you didn't say yes i thought of the warriors <laughs> and I thought of um Oh no, what was it? It was the Warriors and uh oh um Memento. Warriors and Memento. Yeah. yeah, like you're just leaving yourself drunk messages of warning from the past, mm -hmm. from the future. So I... it's got the poor man's time travel aspect of like, don't open the fridge. You're like, I wonder why I wrote that. I would then, love to see the Warriors, because this takes place in Gimli, which is a small Icelandic community in Manitoba. And I just feel like if you did the Warriors, it would just be 18 different gangs of, like, Village of the Damned, like, blonde hair, blue-eyed mutants. Yes. And they all, much like the uh, j beautiful Japanese film Tampopo, which <laughs> is uh, uh, an almost Western, but about ramen, I imagine that all of the gangs in Gimli all own different fish shops different fish shops one of them has like a small uh oh my god i forgot the names of it i'm the worst icelander ever panda cooker that's it the little icelandic crepes one of those just flings those really hard at your face yes yeah okay so the oh so many things off the top but something <laughs> i do want to work in uh to this if we can let's just leave it open as a possibility I'm talking merely as a producer. Can you explain the Hilda folk? And then if we can get the Hilda folk in there in some form. Oh, I think that's well. possible. So for listeners who might not be familiar, Hilda folk is essentially Icelandic for hidden people. Uh, the Icelandic kind of zeitgeist very strongly believes in the supernatural and aliens and things like that. There was a huge incident back in the 90s where an episode of the X-Files was presented as a documentary and a lot of people believed it on the island. Mm -hmm. So in context of me and my heritage, uh, I'm from Gimli, like I said, and there is a town hall, which used to be an old school and two Holda folk that came over with the immigrants on the boats live up there and just get up to general mischief. And they're kind of the mascots of the town. Holda folk are just pretty much like elves or fairies or anything that doesn't want to be seen by humans and has magical powers. Right. And there's some that think 
It, yeah, it's invisible children from God is one somebody told yes, me. Yes, so there is a belief that all of the elves from Iceland are the children that Adam and Eve had without God knowing, that they hid away in the cave when God was coming around doing inspections. So when they hid them away, they got all dirty and everything, and they just became subterranean creatures. And Adam and Eve were just like, yeah, yeah you know what, this, this is better. We kind of like it without all those kids. Right. And oh, and just just as a story editor, I'm just like, oh, I love that. It's, I love it's a weird one. Bible fan fiction, like the spinoff pulp. A lot of Icelandic folklore is old pagan stuff with a weird caramel coating of forced Christianity on top. Oh, as an Irish person, I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to get into the whole history of the Celtic cross, but they hit a lot of stuff. Even even communion is still like a pagan blood <laughs> ritual. <laughs> and I, now I don't know if I've alienated the audience and for which reason. <laughs> oh, man, we're so European, aren't we? Ugh, oh, so European. Oh, so unique and... <sighs> wonderful we are mm -hmm. yeah because icelanders did nothing wrong throughout history at whatsoever right see i'm i'm french and irish so it's just that i i cannot grow chest hair <laughs> and we're very good at being sad and writing poetry about that sadness <laughs> i'm just i'm going to enjoy the the head of hair that i have now because i know that i'm going to lose it by my 40s so it's ride just ride the ride man ride the ride <laughs> Uh, okay, so we've got the Hilda folk. You said you have a voice actor in mind for the dog? I just, I have, I mean, I feel like everyone who loves animals does this a little bit, where when they are interacting with an animal, they kind of just like have a little, oh, hi, like a little Mickey Mouse voice that they're doing in their head while they're looking at the animal. Like, I have two cats who I love very, very mm -hmm. much, and one of them is such a Helen Mirren, I cannot describe it to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I don't do cartoonish voices. All my animals are very serious people. It's just played very straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for one cat who I'm less like, no, you're you're like silent. You're like Clint Eastwood. <laughs> there is a, um, I think it was German or French, but there's an animated movie that I saw from the 80s on YouTube called Felide. And it is uh -huh. an animated murder mystery about cats. Oh, and, it, and when I say it's a murder mystery about cats, it's not just like it's about like there is a serial rapist murderer cat going around like ripping babies out of cats, and like it's connected to a weird eugenics cult. Oh wow! Yeah, and okay. anyway, Michael, Michael, um, oh my god, I can't remember his name now, but the guy who cut off a dude's ear in in uh in Reservoir Dogs, he's one of the cats, and he's just going around like, yeah, I was gonna Michael go Madsen. Thank you. Yes, I'm gonna go to the next house and see if they have some kibble. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, I'm definitely looking that up right after. As 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 far as casting, as long as we're on here, mm -hmm. is it a celebrity dog? Is it a dog we all know? Ideally, I feel is like it an Airbus. I, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this one is a little bit more like the story has a lot of patheticness weaved into it and a lot of sadness. And I feel like uh, it would really really emphasize that if it's also just me going, oh, I think we should do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so did you have a voice actor in mind? Ideally, if I could have anyone, it absolutely would be Kristen Schaal. I feel like she oh. could voice anything perfectly. 
See, and and that already tells me of the style of dog yes. we're getting yes. into. Oh, good right. God, yes. Do you have well, anyone playing you in mind? Anyone play? I'm tr- like, I mean, you listeners at home obviously can't see me, but I am a frail, skinny white dude. So I feel like you can just flip a coin and get anyone. Like I'm very much like a Jesse Eisenberg, Michael, Sarah type, but I feel like that's just too stereotypical, you know? You know what's funny? When mm-hmm. people are go like, you know who should play me in a movie? Mm-hmm. I always get Michael, Sarah, Jesse Eisenberg, or um, oh, who's the dude from Silicon Valley? Thomas Middleditch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, we are we are a type. We are a type. Um, Except I, you're blonde haired and blue eyed. Like you're Icelandic. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> I um. I don't know. I would like to give myself, like, maybe Timothy Chalamet. I feel like he has the range, but... Oh, wow. Okay. No, um, it's definitely... It's going to be Jesse Eisenberg. It's going to be a good character role for him. He needs to do that more. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg, if you're listening to this, like, you've been pigeonholed, and we need to talk about it. We love you. We think you're talented. We want you to grow and expand as an artist. You know, he's actually a playwright. That's why you don't I see him in his main movies. Yeah. Anything, but. <laughs> yeah. He was just doing a thing on Broadway with Elaine May, which I didn't get to see because of the pandemic. And I'm like, I'm, and Elaine May is one of my comedy and writing heroes. I'm like, she only has so much time left. So that's what <laughs> and it's COVID robbed for me. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, when this happens, let's let's do a little little scene painting okay is this like you are waking up from a rager house party i'm assuming it's your house so yes it is absolutely my house so this was the summer before i went off to university i had just graduated i just went on a little trip with some friends and i had come back i was working the last couple months of a job to save up some money to go off to university so okay. this was uh, pretty much like all my friends from high school, everyone that I ever knew in in town. I was essentially going to be like my big goodbye because I was moving off to the city and I was never going to see any of you fuckers again. That is the dream, yes. Yeah, and um, I've succeeded. I have never seen any of them since. So this is your parents' house? This is my parents' house, yes. My parents have a night, like a really, really nice, like two lord house that they built with a team that they had hired themselves back pretty much right when i was born in the early 90s okay all right and 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 they're home for they uh, they're, they're home. out of town yes. they're not home at this time my parents are travelers since their retirement they like to do, go take a trip like once a year i can't for the life of me remember where they were this time i want to say spain but they were gone they were definitely most definitely gone Okay. All right. So we've got a classic John Hughes setup already. We really, Very really much do. So, so how, yeah, much, I had how from, much did you actually trash this place? Not terribly. Like we didn't like break any windows. We didn't like rip out ceiling tiles or anything like that. Like nothing burned down. Um, there were some messes that I were not aware of, and those will come into play later in the story. But um, okay. for the most part, it was just like a bunch of people sleeping over. I would rather have that than drunk driving. So like a couple of people sleeping over on couches, like sprawled out in, you know, snow angel positions. And like, I think one person leaked some mucus onto my couch. Other than oh. that, like, it wasn't that bad. I wake up and I was very, very hungover. 
And okay. it was for the movie. I'm going to say the place is trash. Do you also have siblings? <laughs> I do have siblings. Neither of them were there for this. My sister at the time was living in Ottawa and my brother at the time had already moved to the city. Okay. So this all was, right. this was all me, baby. Okay. I'm just going to say they're in, they're in place. Should we need them for structure purposes only? Gotcha. Okay. So you wake up, you're hungover. Yes. So uh, I made this mistake a lot in high school where I would party really hard knowing that I had to work at nine in the morning at the local grocery store. So uh, wake up and there was a couple of things that I noticed first in the bed. One was the massive amounts of red nail polish and scratches above my headboard. Congratulations. Nope. Not what you think. Uh, oh, okay. So take note of that, get up, have a really, really hard time standing, but essentially start getting ready to go to work. I know that there's a lot of people sleeping over. I get my work uniform on, get my hoodie on and everything, get the keys ready for my car, go outside, and I see something. There's a couple of other cars in the parking lot because, like I said, many people were sleeping over in the night, and I saw some movement, and I was thinking, oh, God, someone didn't, like, sleep in their car, did they? This is... August, I think. This is like after August long weekend. So it's like, it's pretty hot in Gimli at this point. So I go mm. over to check, head pounding. Like there's a puke sitting in my gut, but I am determined, Andrew. I am determined to not let it get the best of me. I will go to work. I will come home and I will clean up. I walk over to the car, take a little look in, and up pops a dog. <laughs> a little tiny I don't I don't know dog breeds or anything but it was white it was fluffy it had the big black eyes it was probably about the size of a water bottle and it was pawing at the window furiously because not a single window was open Oh no okay I'm going to say this is like in the Benji realm of like some sort of terrier kind of yeah very curly hair but very short so it was okay. cute, if that's what you're wondering. So I, I'm an animal lover. I we well, only... it's voiced by Kristen Schaal. It has to be adorable. Well, it just pops his head and goes like, hi. So I'm instantly in love, but also very, very hungover and almost late for work. Like, this is about 8.45. I've given myself mm. a little time to arrive at work and be sick. Um, yeah, there's a little dog pawing at the window. This is not my car. I have no clue whose car this is. And I start having the realization that, oh, God, I can't leave this dog here or it's going to die. I don't know whose car this is. Oh, God, what's... And it, it, give me a second. Let me pull up my notes. So here's what I started thinking. I'm like, I don't want to have to, like, elbow through the window. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send a text to my boss saying, like, hey, sorry, my alarm went off late. I'm going to be in about 15 minutes late to work. So buy myself a little time. They're not super happy about that, but I bought myself some time. I drag- What do you do at the grocery store? I was a stock boy. So what I did okay. is that I just kind of help people find things in the aisles, bring things forward, make everything just look nice. We get the big pallets of all the food, all your milks, all your eggs, all your cheeses. That's I'm just listing the dairy section for some reason. Yeah. It's because I'm thinking of the cooler and wishing that I was in one right now. But um, Oh, no, I, I had that very much. <laughs> but, you, know, yeah. you might maybe a delivery boy of sorts to well, allow did, you to go on yeah. i did do deliveries. oh you did yeah yeah i would like it would, around four o'clock we would do the deliveries to some of the uh senior residences that couldn't uh, come pick up their groceries themselves okay good that's a good hinge mechanism mm-hmm. for the the whole plot so 
I go the hero's in- journey, if you will. So I go inside and I'm like, so there's about eight or so people asleep in my house right now, kind of spread out all over the place. Three of them are in a bathroom that's locked. We're going to come back to that. Okay. Um, All right. So so I'm just going around shaking people asking like, hey, do you have like, I don't know, car types? Do you have a red car? There's a dog in a red car. And I'm just getting a lot of people who are not waking up or just going, and eventually I get to, and I'm not going to name any names, not that I think any of these people are going to find this, but just for the sake of security, I will say a girl that I knew I was shaking and I asked her, do you have a red car? I was like, what, what about it? And I say, there is a dog in it. Did you bring your dog to my party? <laughs> and then leave it in a car. He's like, what? No. <laughs> Barely able to make a sentence. Puts her keys into my hand and then rolls back over and falls asleep. So I take that as, okay, so this is now my responsibility. Great. I wander out to the car and unlock it, and the dog jumps out into my arms, essentially. The dog is so relieved to be out of this car. because it it's hot in the car. I completely understand. So oh, yeah. now I'm standing there on the driveway of my house, pounding in my head, I swear to God, and just a little white, beautiful terrier looking up at me with its eyes going, hey, <laughs> where am I? Right. So I do, I do like I'm not so hungover that I can't completely reason through some logic where I look down. I'm like, does it have a collar? No. Does it have any like ear tattoos or anything? Also, no. So I have absolutely nothing to go off of here. I bring the dog back into the house and like show it to the girl again. I'm like, <laughs> yo, like, hey, do are you absolutely goddamn sure you do not recognize this dog? And she's like. Isn't it yours? I'm like, I I do not have a dog. (laughs) I used to have a dog, but it ran away when I was a child. It's a bit of a sticking point, so thank you for that, lady. Okay, so we also have a separate Lassie abandonment theme going on here. I I don't, I, hmm. My mother was taking it for a walk years ago. We don't, I'm not accusing my mother of letting it go on purpose. I'm not going to say that the children in our family haven't discussed this as a possibility. (laughs) I love this as a subplot. I absolutely love this. And also, I love we've already hit the refusal to the call to adventure for those of us that are really deep in. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also I want to pause for a moment to just say, like right now, you're drinking a lot of uh, Canada Dry (laughs) And I forgot to ask, is there any particular product you would feel comfortable selling out for to like get, make this movie get made? Some like product placement? I I was drinking a lot of Keith's at the times. If they want a little bit of advertising, drink Keith's and okay. maybe you'll have fun dogs times like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord knows they need a new, better ad campaign. <laughs> I do miss the Angry Scotsman. That was a really fun party trick for me because I could do a Scottish accent, so... And it's really, a whole thing. Okay. In high school, that's all you need. So, I have all right. So really- we just assume there's bottles of various things all pointed at the camera. Thus far, the movie is paid for. <laughs> Absolutely. So once again, mm-hmm. I'm holding this dog like a tiny little baby, belly up in my arms, and it's just charming and lovely and just more than happy to be held and is just like having a wonderful little time and i'm like don't make me fall in love with you we need to find where your home is so i'm thinking i look at my watch we have about 
the 15 minutes has pretty much started now. It's only just nine o'clock. So I'm like, okay, let's think this through logically. The place that my house is in Gimli is right in between the main town of Gimli and a small little suburb that of uh, old military buildings called Vesterland. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe the dog came from Vesterland. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put him or her in the car mm-hmm. and we're going to go drive around Vesterland and see if they start reacting or if they start like getting excited or if they recognize anything because that's the only thing I have to go off of right now. So I get in the car, dogs in the passenger seat beside me. I give make sure that they have ample access to the window to look and I head off. We start driving around. It's a very cul-de-sac-y kind of a little neighborhood. So lots of turns, lots of hard rights, just going around looking and all of a sudden it comes back. the puking sensation I have a demon in my belly and it is ready to burst forth so I have to kind of slam on the brakes a little open the door of the car and kind of dive into a ditch because I don't want to puke in what is actually my dad's car Oh, I thought we took the red car. No, I thought no, you no, just no, 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 no. I, okay. Yeah, let me re, let me make that clear. I am an insanely nervous driver. I do not like driving in the slightest. And the red car was stick, which I have no clue how to drive. <laughs> so, okay. All so, right. So I'm so gonna I'm gonna say that in the movie that could lead to some wacky, endearing hijinks. Ooh, it possibly could. We all enjoy, but. So yeah, let's imagine that I'm driving around in a completely strange hot pink car. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm in a ditch, retching like it's not there, and I have such determination of will to not let this happen. I do like because once it happens, that makes all of this hangover real, and I will work through it. What I didn't realize is that I left the door of the car open behind me. Oh. And- and what the dog has done is taken that as an opportunity to just fuck right out and go running. So now I'm like, oh, God, no. Now I have to catch this dog because I don't want this dog to get eaten by, like, a bigger dog or, like, a coyote or, like, run under a lawnmower or something. I don't know. I'm a very, very, like, worst-case scenario kind of fellow. So I go running mm-hmm. after it. And like I said, this small community was mostly military homes. So they were kind of uh, side-by-side duplexes all, like, in rows. So this dog goes running across a lawn, and I go chasing it, and it stops and starts to... I'm, I've sworn already a couple of times. Can we say piss, or shall I say micturate? Uh, I mean, I do love micturate, but yeah, no, uh, the swearing's fine. The dog began to relieve itself. And so mm-hmm. at that point, I'm kind of like grabbing my hands a little around its belly, letting it do its thing, but also making sure I got you. This is on someone's lawn which I was really, really aware of when they came to the door opening it. And this is, to this day, I have absolutely no clue who this man was, but I can tell you this, built like a brick shit house and hairier than a wolf. Well, yeah, because you're on a military base. Well, it's an old military base. So this was a military oh. base like back in like the 70s that had been converted to like a small, like lower income suburb. Okay. All right. Yeah. It was a lot of like younger people kind of moving out into their first homes and like people who just like, like it, I guess. <laughs> For the Anyways. purposes of the film again, it might be nice to actually make it a military base. Cause I just enjoy you with the small dog in a hot pink car on like 
sort of a gray cast Icelandic fishing town. Like you're just sticking out like a sore thumb. Just holding up a dog as it just pisses right into a lawn. This man comes to the door and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, it's not my dog. I'm sorry. He's like, get your fucking dog off my fucking lawn. And I'm like, it's not mine. I feel like we mentioned this already. I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyways he starts like if you don't get off my fucking lawn i'm got he's like it's done i'm sorry we run back to our car i kind of just give her a gentle for the sake of ease we're going to refer to the dog as a her from now on oh well then that pee is going to ruin that guy's lawn potentially i'm not going to pretend like i know the intricacies of female dog urine but you know what i'll give it a wikipedia after this Oh no, I can I can confirm this. It just it just kills grass. It's murder on a lawn. Oh, so he you know what? He was very much in his right to be angry at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll figure out who it was. I'll ask my parents. Do you like I'll draw them a picture of him and then send him some flowers. <laughs> we hop into the car and I just I figure we're not in the right place because this dog isn't reacting to anything other than just needing to pee and stuff. So we oh i am behind on my notes <laughs> so once again i am at a complete loss for what to do i am now about five or so minutes to get to work so i figured no matter what i'm going to be late regardless again so i just decided to take the drive into town itself and try the exact same thing again drive around if the dog starts reacting to something maybe drop it off there worst comes to worst give it to like the cops or something i don't know i've never been in this situation before <laughs> So, Does the dog seem groomed? It definitely seems acclimatized to people. It's it not was so well behaved. She was so like this is what I'm saying is that like she didn't have any tags or tattoos, so she must have been like a brand new acquirement for someone or something like that. But like, yeah, she was just like having a really great time. Her tail was wagging, like she was up in the window looking around, like. I'm freaking out to the absolute fullest extent that a human being can freak out. And this little, I almost said bitch, but I feel as kind of a pun. But it, it just sounded like, it, it didn't feel good to say. This cute little All thing right. over beside me is like having a full tour of the town. Aw, there's so many levels. That I'm enjoying the mystery, the buddy comedy of it. So we're driving around again, and I am at a complete loss. Winnip- I almost said Winnipeg. Gimli's a really, really small town. There's pretty much one main street and a bunch of little side streets. So I go up and down once and then just kind of start weaving through all the side streets until eventually we come to a dead end, which is the Gimli Beach. Now, the Gimli Beach is kind of one of the things that it's really most famous for. Like, it's not like a super exceptional beach or anything, but it's just like a really, really nice little vacation spot in Manitoba. For for reference, listeners, if anyone remembers the submarine uh, film K nineteen with uh, Harrison Ford and Liam Neeson, that was filmed in Gimli on that that, that beach. Almost everyone has a Harrison Ford sighting story from there. I just I just missed mine. <laughs> just missed mine. Yeah, you know what I do enjoy is if you are, if you do take the dog to work with you, then yeah. you just get the whimsy of the dog at work. But as you're doing deliveries, it's taking you to different parts of the town. These are the natural, natural like Joseph Campbell style thresholds that you have right. to pass on your journey. Almost like video game levels. All right, like we beat the Vester- Vesterland level. Now we need to make it to the main stretch of town. 
Right. And now you're at the beach. <laughs> so we go to the beach, and like I said, there's a lot of uh, really, really nice property right alongside the beach. That's where a lot of people have their like beach homes and their vacation homes. It's it's a really nice spot, even though the lake is absolutely filthy, full of E. coli. I would recommend no one swim in it. So You heard it here first. Lots of practical advice in this episode. So... Once again, I'm just at a bit of a loss. I kind of take the dog out, bring her in my arms, and we just kind of walk over to the beach, and I'm just, we kind of have a little bit of a peaceful moment where I just kind of look out onto the waters. I'm still very hungover, I must remember everyone, so my head is pounding shockwaves out of the side of my temples through the rest of my body. Right, you're seeing Hilda folk every now and again. You're not completely here. I I am topsy-turvy to the utmost degree. So I'm just breathing with this dog gently once again because the puke feeling has arisen again. It's coming in waves and each time, once again, I'm like, I am stronger than you. Can I say that this is just a young man's game? Like, now that I have some years behind me and I have stopped drinking, but it doesn't mean I have forgotten. You just puke. Absolutely. If, If it's going, you just do it. I, um, Get it out of the way. My partner and I don't really drink at all anymore. I had some drinks earlier in my birthday in pandemic, and I was like, why am I doing this? Nothing about this is fun. I'm not having fun. So I'm I'm bipolar mm-hmm. now, or at least from a doctor's <laughs> perspective. I've always been bipolar, but, like, the mood swings that happen are just no. So, like, I can have, like, one drink now tops mm-hmm. every, like, nine months, <laughs> but it's just, like not worth it it's not worth it so anyways we're at the beach and i have this dog and i put him her i keep misgendering this dog my god i put the dog down (laughs) you're gonna get letters and i just kind of have to do i don't really know what pose you call it but it's almost like a little bit of a prayer where you get down on both of your knees and then just sort of lay your head in the sand i can downward dog yeah it was lovely just putting my (laughs) face into some cool sand was exactly what i needed at the time Once again, I forgot that the dog has sentience and free will and mobility. (laughs) So the dog has once again fucked off away from my person. So I am just having to pull myself back up again. I'm just kind of gaveled. Okay. And I sort of begin to kind of have to chase after this dog. This dog is going right up to the fence of another one of these beachfront properties and having a bit of a bark at the big Rottweiler that is behind this gate. <sighs> okay, all right. And that, this bark. That's, <sighs> and I this love bark. it as a storyteller. As someone who knows and likes you, I'm like, no, Logan, don't go near that dog. Luckily, the gate was closed. The problem was is that the Rottweiler was loud as hell because it's a Rottweiler, and so this dog is going, Whoa. Woo! At like 9, 10 in the morning in summer. So once again, I have this like, I'd say like late 50s, early 60s man, like slide open his door and go like, hey, hey, hey. And at this point, I know the deal. So I just kind of like put my hand up as if to say like, I know, I know, I know. I pick up the dog with one hand and then just eyes down, never making eye contact once because he doesn't need to know who I am. That's not any of your business. I just kind of walk with shame back to the car. See, and again, I'm seeing like a a warrior's thing where like you're getting chased 
through town every time. Like, I want that tiny dog to start some shit and, like, hit the latch off of the Rottweilers. Yeah, that would definitely... Yeah, because I am not, like, I am very, very... I'm so... I'm just... I'm so little. I would not be able to fight off a Rottweiler, nor would I want to. You know why? I know they're all sweethearts inside. I see the love in their eyes. Are you... Are you a good runner? You just seem like you're built for that. Oh, you, not in the slightest. I get winded going up a single flight of stairs. I am so out of shape. No, I am skinny not because I am fit. I am skinny because I am malnourished. There is a big difference. Okay. It's very powerful that you can admit that. Oh, very much so. Yeah, no, I have worked not a single day in my life for this physique. I have earned nothing. Right. For reference, listeners, we did meet at a playwright skill. There's no calluses on our fingers. Well, I am technically the, the janitor of this apartment building now. So if anyone's like thinking, oh, this guy is needs some humbling, like, don't worry. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, OK, at I feel this like point- the humbling is a whole other podcast that we could just do because like, yeah. The humbling is real. That's just every one of my stories. When you were asking me for some good stories, I was like, every one of these does not make me look like a proud individual or like an individual who could be proud of himself. So uh, anyways, uh, so well, we get back to the car and I just, I'm so frustrated and I am so hungover and I am so just, I need to get to work. So I drive back home. At this point, a couple more people in the house are waking up. Most of the like most of the people have left at this point, have like gotten up and like gotten their cars and gone home so they can just pass out there. Um, the red car people were still there. Uh, the bathroom that was locked was still locked. So I was a little concerned about that. So I, I, I am going to ask, are we coming back to the red nail polish thing? Yep. Because I also feel like that could be a good memento moment if you slowly just get like you wrote messages on yourself in red nail polish. Oh, you're absolutely right. Or claw marks, and you're like, oh, <laughs> did I hook up last night? And they're like, no, it was just you. Well, I saw that and I was like, that thought crossed my mind is I was like, no, I wasn't that drunk. And I feel like it would be such a momentous event that my brain wouldn't let me forget. Right. As like opposed was, to you, like, ravaging yourself. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> no, I'm not going to. Nope. Anyway, so we go yep. back into the house, and I'm looking around. I put the dog down in the house, which is already, like, a stupid idea because I've made this mistake twice already. But I'm just, like, looking for people at this point because I'm like, God damn it. I need to find out who did what to this dog. So I figure maybe the person in it is in the locked bathroom. So I go up to there, and I'm banging on the door at this point because I'm pissed. Who is in there? Let me in right now. I have questions for you. After a couple of minutes. There we go. That's good mystery dynamic. After a couple of minutes. Also in my head, there's like a little countdown timer clock of like, this is how long till you have to be at work. This is how long until your parents get home. (laughs) My parents actually were coming home the next day after this, which is why my plan was to clean up after I got home from work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for attention's anyway. sake, I'm speeding it up. I'm oh, yeah, speeding yeah, it up. So yeah, they're coming. And there's glass tonight. objects everywhere. <laughs> um, I bang on this door really, really hard, and I hear like the latch unlock, and it opens up, and it is a dude. I know who it is. What I'm really confused by is why he is head to toe shaved. No head hair. to toe implies nudity. No, nope, he was wearing. He had a towel wrapped around him. 
thank God. But no hair, no eyebrows, no beard, chest hair, arm hair, gone. And so he just kind of does like, hey, what's up, man? Walks past me and like goes downstairs. And I take a step into the bathroom and look into the tub where there is two sleeping women in what I can only describe as a pile of shaving cream, human hair, and my dad's champagne. Okay, so first of all, I thought you were just going to say hair, and I'm like, oh, it's too bad that this isn't a pre-COVID story, because now I'm like, I've all of my haircuts have been exclusively in bathtubs for the past two years now. That's not too shocking, but like, way to kick it up a notch. Yes. Way to kick it up. They're both very asleep. Sorry, continue. Your your father's champagne, was it in any type of a locked cabinet? Not locked. I feel like every prairie parents have like a liquor cabinet where their their like fancy stuff is for reference my father right. is a, uh, and, the, and the marker of yep. where they left the bottle at <laughs> for reference my dad uh he was a manager of a liquor mart for the majority of his career for almost like 30 years um hey you most, get benefits for that oh, that's a good job yeah. it's a great job but through that we had a very very unique liquor cabinet that was a lot of bottles of mostly like self-bottled alcohols from across canada like he had this one clear bottle of alcool with a little typewritten label on it and it's just like absolute bottom of the barrel grog whiskey from like the maritimes just all sorts of stuff like that anyways people went into there and stole a bottle of champagne from the very very back see and and here's the thing Champagne, I never, I never liked. It. It's not good. It tastes like cat urine to me, <laughs> but like, or what I imagine cat, cat urine. urine to uh, to taste like. <laughs> um, when I walk into the bathroom, though, so there's a bottle of champagne, which I'm already like furious about because he's going to notice this. Um, the smell in the bathroom was one that I I struggle to. I very much struggled at the time to come up with a description for it. And even now it's just like sour. It just smelled like, like, I mean, take a stab at why it did, but it smelled sweaty and sour and just spiky. Like it was sharp. And when I walked in and smelled that, guess what happened in my body? Well, at least you're in the bathroom. The demon rose up again. (laughs) And I'm just like, once again, nope, nope. There are two sleeping women right beside you, and it'll be very unpolite to vomit right in front of them. So let's just hold off. While I'm sitting there clutching the toilet, I hear a blood-curdling scream coming from the living room. And that just, like, I flip over in sheer shock just because of, like... What's happening? And I go running downstairs. The lady who owns the pink car or the red car, whatever car it was or what we've decided on, the dog Mm -hmm. is sitting on her chest, licking her face. It woke her up and scared her. Oh, thank God. No, I also, so at this point, the girl is like a little more awake and a little more cognizant. I get her some water. I'm very late for work at this point. It's about 930 oh wow uh, uh just to backtrack a little bit yeah i still want you to be at like you you look up from throwing up in the sink or whatever and you I, look in the mirror and I there's like a hilda folk 
on your on your shoulder, and then you both like get startled by the blood curdling scream. No, there's like a little hold of folk on my shoulder going like, "Everybody you ever love is going to die. Everything you ever worked for will turn to ash. You should burn every like kind of that sort of vibe." Right. So it's a little less mushrooms, a little closer to LSD. <laughs> some like DMT. Anyway. Man, like people talk about like fairies and elves and stuff as if they're like friendly. If you look at the stories, those guys have always been out to hurt us. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. There's especially like <laughs> in the Arthurian tales, which speaking of just taking pagan culture and turning it Christian, <laughs> all of King Arthur, and just just never trust an elf. Oh, absolutely. So I get this lady some water. Some we're like having a little bit more of a conversation because now at this point I'm like, okay, now that you can actually hear the words that I am saying to you, I found a dog in your car. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? And she was like, no, no, I have no idea where the. And she stops and she starts thinking for a second. And she asked me, wait, 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 is, and once again, I'm not going to use actual names. So I'm trying to think of a good placeholder name is, is I'm going to say BG because there's no one in the universe with that name. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So she looks at me and goes like, wait, is, is BG still here? And I was like, yeah, I just saw them upstairs in the bathtub. Oh. And she goes like, oh, okay. You know, because maybe you need to talk to her. Because BG asked us for a ride home last night. And when we told her that we were uh, staying here because we're too drunk, she flipped out. She like started screaming and everything. And she ran upstairs. So maybe check with her because we gave her a ride here to the party. And I was like... So I'm thinking, okay, we got a little bit more of the pieces are falling together now. So I go upstairs. Sorry. That's amazing. In terms of like story structure, and I don't know how familiar with like (laughs) Joseph Campbell you are. Would you say this is an actual like meeting with the goddess? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because a lot like as you're about to find out, like this is kind of the moment where everything changes. Okay. All right. So we've entered the chaos realm. Yep. So (laughs) I go back upstairs and I like, I have to go back in the bathroom and I'm not excited about it. But anyways, I go in and I just kind of jab at BG as much as I can while I'm jabbing at them. They're they're partially clothed, by the way. I am not jabbing at drunk, naked women. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Um, I'm just giving her a little poke and I take a look down and I notice something. And we don't know where this entirely shaved man is yet. Oh, no, he left. He got in his car and went home. He's gone. <laughs> With your towel. <laughs> I think he got changed downstairs, but maybe he did steal my towel, the son of a bitch. <laughs> and those women, they're covered in shaving cream and, and beard hair, or all kinds of hair. Just little little black fibers of hair all over my bathtub. Anyways, um, I take a look down as I'm kind of trying to wake her up, and I notice her red nail polish. I love this. 
Okay. So once again, I kind of bring a thing of coffee up to people. I'm talking to them. I'm very pissed about the champagne, but I kind of try to get a little bit of a story from her. I'm like, okay, so it's to my understanding that you were looking for a ride last night, but that wasn't available to you. Um, do you remember at all what happened next? As you're interrogating her, I feel like it would really help us out if you could like offer her a Canada dried ginger ale to settle her stomach and help with the hangover. Maybe you could quench your thirst with the refreshing fizzle of a Canada dry ginger ale. No. Um, yes, I gently, I gently place that into her waiting palms. Uh... I I get a little bit more of the story from her. She was also blackout the night before. But what happened was she was very, very upset about having a ride kind of pulled out from under her. So what she did is she ran into the first bedroom that she could find, which just so happened to be mine, and kind of threw what I can only describe as a hissy fit in my bed. Were you in the bed? I was. N- I was nowhere to be seen. I was downstairs being a damn good host. I will tell you that for free. Okay, and I'm just gonna give some context to the listeners. It's <laughs> like when you grow up in the prairies, it's a lot of small towns. Yeah, and it's not so much alcoholism as there's nothing else to do but drink. It yeah. is a cultural thing. That is always actually something that I was really, really shocked by when I first moved to Winni- the big city of Winnipeg is when I was talking to people at universities, like all of my high school stories involved just being like absolutely obliterated blackout. And everyone was like very shocked by that. I like, they were like, oh, you must come from a really big party town. It's like, no, no, I absolutely don't. This is, is that not normal? Oh, yeah. And I used to do comedy uh, rural tours, and it would just be like, combine that with a lot of those small towns get into like ATVs and like snowmobiles. And even even as a young, dumb kid, I'm just like, I just I just want to be irresponsibly drunk. I don't want to add momentum to everything that's happening. I I don't want to tell you about all the stupid drunk driving stuff I've seen. Never done it. I have seen some stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a cultural thing. But yeah, so yes. So thank you for putting in that that context, because like I said, everyone at this party was at this level. Um, For a little bit more context, uh, my little cousin would sometimes come over and visit our uh, my little eight year old cousin would sometimes come over and visit my parents and like stay the night. And uh, so he had a big little um, one of those like trike kind of i don't know what you call them it was like a little fun bus thing where you put your legs through and scoot around oh yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, like a car cover and stuff um i guess an impromptu wrestling match broke out on my front lawn where that got used to uh suplex a dude and so that got absolutely smashed apart in lieu of a folding chair yes i'm i'm with you yeah so like this is the kind of party it was like extreme but not like project x level bad anyway so this girl was having a hissy fit in my bed part of that involved her like scratching at the walls and just like punching around and stuff so i was like okay so she was just scratching the shit out of my walls because there was no other emotional outlet for this rage okay i'm still not stoked about that but at least we have a little bit more context By any chance, did you have any interaction with a dog last night? And she kind of just like looks up at me and she's like, a a dog? What? I was like, a small, white, fuzzy, fluffy dog with real... And she's like, yes. 
yes, I think I, and it just kind of dawns on her and she's like, that's right. I put that dog in her car as revenge. <laughs> and I was like, what? She was like, yeah. Um, her window was rolled down a little bit. So I forced the dog in there because I thought it would piss in her car. And I was like, yeah, and now that she says that, I, I'm so impressed that that dog did not it didn't. ruin that car. It what would, a polite dog. Which is, once again, like, I'm. it has to have, like, she has to have an owner, even though she doesn't have tattoos or a collar. So I'm like, okay, that explains quite a lot, you, 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 you silly person. Sober up and get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Does she know where she got the dog? At this point? No. She says she found it. Once again, for context, Amazing. once again, for context, my house is in, is about a couple of miles out from town. And even that uh, Vesterland place I was telling you about, that's still about like a half an hour on foot walk away. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, I'm in the, the military a, base. I'm in the middle of a field, for God's sakes, like an honest to God, like wheat field. <laughs> So I am now more perplexed. I'm like, so you didn't bring this dog here? What? Wow. So. Wow. I run back downstairs. For the context of the movie itself, I'm sure I probably have a little bit of time to get to work. But in reality, I was super duper late at this point. I, I was just about to ask, like, are we like an hour? We're like, almost, hours? we're like almost an hour in. Like, I've been texting and been like making up problems, car problems and everything. We've all been late for work. And if you haven't, then fuck you. You're lying. So. Yeah. What a charmed life. <laughs> Wouldn't, would be nice. Anyways, uh, sounds like you've never made bad decisions when you knew you had a nine o'clock shift. <laughs> so, um, I go downstairs and the girl who owns the car and a couple of other of the people who have stayed over who came with her have become really, really good friends with the dog while I was having this conversation upstairs. Uh, The dog is like playing around and like dancing and rolling and they're just like so delighted and pleased. And so they look at me and they say, like, Logan, like, aren't you supposed to be at work now? And I'm like, yeah, but I have to take care of this dog. And they're like petting and have a good time. And they look up at me and say, really well well we can take her if you want like we can like we don't work today we can like drive around with her and we can find where her home is and i looked at them and i was are you sure are you serious that would be so appreciated you guys i would love that so much because it it seems like you guys are getting along it's obviously a very well-behaved dog and i just i need to get to work i'm i'm gonna get fired so they're like, yeah, yeah, Logan, you can trust us. Uh, let's exchange our numbers. We'll make sure that we're in contact. You go to work, and we're going to get this dog home for you. And I was like, yes, yes. Oh, my God. It's out of my hands. Thank you. So I'm like, I'm still so hungover. So I take a couple of really big, deep breaths, and I like make sure we all have our numbers and everything. I give the dog one last little pat because I'm like, you're going home, you little baby. And I give her a good, deep look in the eyes, and I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm not happy that this happened, but you know what? At least this is a fun little story. So I get in my car and I go to work, leaving the house and the dog in the hands of those that group of three ladies. The story is not over yet. 
I yeah, I have so many questions. Although I like the false wrap up. So I am at work and having a conversation with these ladies. I am such a nervous person. Like I mentioned before, I'm a worst case scenario guy. So the entire time I'm like stalking and shelving, still, I cannot emphasize this enough. I am Canada Dry Keith. <laughs> like trying my hardest to like not look like an absolute zombie to my managers. And like I'm I, I I can't imagine that they didn't know. Like I'm not that sneaky or that smart. I am absolutely not. But anyways, like yeah. I'm working and I'm texting them furiously, going like, So have you guys left yet? Have you guys left yet? Have you like gone to find the dogs home yet? And each time they're like, Yeah, no, we're gonna leave in a little bit. We're just like hanging out, like waking up a little, like having fun with the dog. And so like, okay, okay, that's that's very nice. Please go find this dog's home right now, like you told me you would. And they're like, Okay, we will. So another couple of hours pass. I'm still at work. Things aren't really improving health-wise. So I shoot another message going like, hey, have you found the dog's home yet? And I get back a picture. The picture is a selfie. And the selfie is of the three ladies and the dog relaxing on the beach. They went, got their swimsuits on, and took the dog for a beach day. Aww. Which, like... I'm guessing it was the same beach with the Rottweiler and the... It was very much... I mean, like, Gimli Beach is fairly massive, but for the sake of a fun story, let's absolutely say that it was the same plot of property. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I'm like, that's really cute, guys, but, like... I'm actually like it's noon at this point and I'm really starting to freak out like can you please take him to the police or something like that they're like oh you know that's actually a really good idea yeah we'll think about that. I was like okay because like I don't know if that's something that they can handle but it's like they're the only people I can think of because I don't want to take it to the humane society because clearly it has an owner right and you've had a whole emotional journey with this dog maybe the dog stopped you from drowning at the beach uh the dog saved you from the rottweiler that got loose i'm just trying to put more lassie of course of course into there the dog brought me a mint leaf that had harvested itself from a garden that i nibbled on and all of a sudden i'm feeling better right (laughs) i also i want some kind of like for them to have gotten into your dad's cabinet i want there to be some like mission impossible style like keypad that they had to figure out the combination for (laughs) so high tech (laughs) which off the top of my head i want to be like well the key (laughs) when you're just like hey how did you get into the cabinet he's just like oh it's the birth date of their favorite child and like so what day was it? And they're like, oh, you don't know? Oh, God. <laughs> just leave that. Just leave that open. So um, eventually. I like- also want them to have to be like, OK, well, I'm at work. I'm putting back together the house. And they're just sending you selfies of more fun stuff that they're doing instead of putting the house oh, back yeah, like together. They're having like a full on like 80s like montage. Yeah, like there's a beer pong table now and you're like helping people with their groceries. They're like, yeah, we're going over to this dude's house. There's a rager going on. Like, don't go to that house. Please stop going to that house. I was picturing it like they're going into like my mom's closet and like trying on her dresses and everything. It's like, vacation all I ever want. Snapshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Were were your bosses messing with you at all? Like making... 
loud things or all the time all the time they they absolutely would do that like i would specifically keep asking for jobs like in the cooler just so i could have that relief and then like it would be a lot of like hey logan it's sunday so we need you to sweep like all of the staircases in the back room yeah yeah so that's gonna oh it is handy though like when i worked at a shopper's they had sawdust and stuff for like mopping up puke and stuff mm. like that. So if you needed to puke again, it's, you're a self-contained machine. I just It works really well. I just didn't want to be that guy, you know? So like yeah. I'm managing to make it through the rest of my shift. Like it's fine. It was a Sunday shift, so it was only like nine to four. Not too bad. Um, so around like 3.30ish, I'm getting ready to go home and I still haven't received like a final update from these people yet. So I shoot them. Hey, what happened to the dog? Did you take him to the cops? And that's when they send me the message. And the message said, yeah, I mean, paraphrasing, obviously, but the message said, yeah, no, we couldn't really find any information about it, whatever, or wherever. And we couldn't, we couldn't figure it out. So we just dropped her back off at your house, thinking that she would uh, find her own way home. So, like, my heart freezes over. It stops. I'm like, you fucking did what? So my shift ends. I race home in my car. I get out. I run out. And I do a full run around of the entire house lap look. Right. Meanwhile, you're getting, like, a text from your mom that's like, we'll be home soon. And just a reminder, I didn't release your family dog. I love dogs, but there better not be a dog there when I get there home. There better not be a dog. I don't know why there would be, but there better not. That's the last thing I want to see. Um, I do a full runaround lap of the entire house to see if I can find her or any trace of her. And I can't. She is gone. I can't, I can't find her. And guess what happened then? Oh no. I vomited so hard all over my driveway. The, the emotional buildup alone. It's, just, it's literally releasing the tension. I just, and then I just went inside, took an hour nap, and then cleaned up the house. That unfortunately is the real end of that story. Oh no. I never, never saw the dog again. Never found out where it came from. There was no closure on that whatsoever. And get this, my parents still found out that I had a party. Guess why? Why? There was a piece of chewing gum on the stone walkway leading up to the back door. Oh, wow. So they asked me, Logan, did you have people over? And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you're asking. So, you know, uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, was it just like it was clearly uh, mint sugar free and you're a hubba bubba man. Don't lie to us, Logan. <laughs> I don't know what made them what the connection was between that. Oh, also the broken uh, trike. I forgot about that. That was pretty damning. Oh, the broken. Yeah, that's a little bit more obvious. <laughs> but I remember specifically like her walking up and going like, oh, there's some there's some there's there's some gum there and just kind of slowly looking at me and then brought her stuff into the house slowly and then came back out and was like logan and anyways you know the rest but i 
I mean, I would also enjoy if instead of a keypad on the the liquor cabinet, it was one of those like thumbprint ones and you have to use like your dad, get chewing gum on your dad's fingerprint to then place over the scanner to get in. (laughs) That would also be quite nice. I worked at a job for a while that had a uh, thumbprint scanner for uh, your clock in, clock out. And we were all, we all put way more time into trying to figure this out than we should have, like trying to like imprint our thumbs onto like tape or like Play-Doh or something. Right. It's, it's like when all of a sudden, like now they have the face scanner on our phones. You're like, I don't like this invasion of privacy, but then it never works. And you're like, stupid face scanner. I can't even get into my phone. The, my, the only time that I got in trouble for having a party is I let my friends film a movie oh. in the house while my parents were away. And the, the only problem of it was that eventually the movie got shown and, and my recognized. parents found out. But all of those guys are super successful now. Like – one one of them, like I only have people on the podcast who are doing much better than me. So oh, congratulations! But my mom will still occasionally be like, "Remember that time you had friends over and they made a film?" And I'm like, "Yeah, one of those guys has an Oscar now, mom. Like this is not a bad story. Like you should be thanking me. I've made your life tangentially a little bit more interesting." And I mean, it was for it was for monster makeup for Suicide Squad. And no, Suicide Squad wasn't a great film, but the the visual effects were. So it's it's still an Oscar. Yeah, it was just everything else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the kind of the, like the dress was fine. It was the skeleton and the meat that was just real rancid. And. Uh, this is just an episode I hope my mom never listens to. But the reason they wanted to film in the house is just like, I've heard that your house looks like an 80s porn house. And it did. Like there was just like a mirror that was like one side of an entire wall, that kind of a thing. And my parents had not updated their furniture since the 80s. Like um, when I watch Back to the Future, a lot of the like knickknacks that are on the family wall in Marty McFly's house my parents legit had unironically it was just weird my partner so, and i's dream is to have like one of those like shag carpet pits in like the middle of a floor that you like have to walk down a little flight of stairs to get into but then it's like a couch do you know what i'm talking about that only exists oh, in the 70s because yeah. it's actually a terrible idea but it's so camp i love it i and and we're not advocating drugs. It just it like this, you know, our taste just happens to go to that. So how how okay, that's how the film really that's how the story really ends. How did you want it to end in your like fantasy? Like the way in reality that it ended is almost just so kind of tragicomic in a way. It's because like like I said, I never got any closure on any of it whatsoever. Like, I don't know if it would be a better story because the way it's going right now, it's almost like a Terrence Malick film where I'm just like, oh, the dog is gone. And right. then that's just like, I have to live with the shame of that for the rest of my life because of the decisions I made. Perhaps the dog was the Hildefolk. <laughs> the dog, like, it's like the final, the final couple of shots is like me vomiting on the thing and then a slow pan out to show the dog at the top of the driveway and then it unzips its suit. Zips its, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> Or like kind of a malevolent trickster god, like it was punishing you 
for doing this thing to force you to grow up and getting you on this whole, like, it's the one unleashing the Rottweiler on you. (laughs) So do you think you learned something from all this? Very much so. Like, that was one of the last parties I ever had at that house because the next party I tried to have was a pirate-themed one, and one of the fucking people I uh, invited told his mother, whose mother told my mother, the goddamn snitch, so that was canceled. Oh, well, that that's just all kinds of wrong. Yeah, I, I had it out with that fellow. I was not impressed. But yeah, that was that was the last party I ever threw at that house. I mean, it's still I'm, I say it like the house is torn down or something. It's still there. I can visit it whenever I want. It's haunted, but it's a little haunted. There is definitely malevolent spirits in there. Um, I never told them about what I found in the bathtub um, or what I presume to have happened in the bathtub, because you will notice I never actually said anything for sure happened in the bathtub because I don't know that. Yeah, that is true. That is true. So, like, what do you think you learned? Because on a Jungian level, like, you waking up the next morning is you really having to face your shadow self. It was definitely like a mat. Like I said, it was a matter of like not necessarily everything that happened was my fault, but it's like I don't know if I made anything any better. <laughs> like I, I'm sure I saved the dog's life from being in a hot car and everything, but it just it kind of ended up right back at my place, like it was at the very beginning. So that's kind of what I'm saying, sort of Kafka esque. Yeah, and that's just like an endless yeah. circle. Like, have you ever seen the movie uh, Inside Lewin Davis? <sighs> I, I I remember bits and pieces. Um, spoiler alert, sorry. And sorry for listeners, uh, spoiler alert. Inside Lewin Davis by the Coen brothers. It's a masterpiece. This this will not ruin your enjoyment of it. It's a great film. Anyways, the movie uh, features a bit of a, 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 a narrative time loop where it's a story about a, a, a folk musician in 60s New York kind of trying to make a living. And in the beginning of the movie, his cat runs out of his apartment and he has to try to find the cat. And at the end of the movie, his cat runs out of the apartment and he has to go find the cat sort of a thing. So it's just sort of that misery is never ending. Well, for real, something I was going to say that could make sort of like a, 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 a caustic ending of sorts is all of a sudden running through the field. You hear this barking and you look and you're like, <gasps> and you look up and it's your childhood dog come home. Being and you're just like, ridden. oh, yeah. No way. We don't. I can't handle the stress of another dog. That oh. dog. I'm not gonna lie. That dog. I I liked him a lot. His name was Ricky. He was a very. He was a bigger dog, and he was very, 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 very energetic, which my parents did not like. He was one of those "I'm gonna jump on you to show you how excited I am to see you" types. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. like if he just came like bounding through the field with like the little white furry dog on his back. And then they like all leap into my arms and they were like licking each other. And it's like, I have a new family. And then we leave the house of shame. Well, and then we leave the house of shame forever and walk down Highway 8 towards the sunrise or the sunset, I guess, in this case, because it was after work. And we just go off to have our own little adventures. And that's the Homeward Bound ending, I guess. Oh, that yeah, that's a good Homeward Bound ending. Yeah, where we just we leave the modern world behind and go to live in the bushes <laughs> like the animals we truly are. Do you have a theory about who the dog's owner was it since it was such have, a small town? I think the only logical thing that it possibly could have been is that it did come from the military base, like the Vesterland. It, like it must have just walked over. It must have been like just going for like 
a walk or so or like someone left the door open or something and it must have heard the noise or seen the commotion going on in my house walked down the driveway and then this silly person who once again i have no contact with so hopefully they never hear this and recognize themselves but found the dog and decided that this was like haha this will be my revenge a dish best served fuzzy and adorable (laughs) (laughs) i i also there's a scenario and maybe it's a little bit too clean of a button but i if if it's your boss's dog so if you had just gone to work with the dog everything would be fine oh my god and very much uh if you've ever seen after hours by martin scorsese i actually haven't i know about it but i haven't ever actually seen it it's oh i i think i've actually talked about it on the podcast before but it's one of those things uh, like vampires kiss right i think you're right i'm pretty sure that guy wrote vampires kiss 2 masterpiece i have seen that I just wish it had done better so that Martin Scorsese would do a little bit weirder stuff. But it's like, yeah, the the whole problem, the whole adventure happens because the guy constantly refuses the call to adventure and the adventure is thrust upon him. Mm-hmm. So I definitely like I like all these scenarios in which the dog keeps saving your life because then we're still hitting the the. uh the lassie come home thing i like i think we could do the same story but if you're doing the deliveries and you keep on having trouble getting back but you're uncovering stuff and mysteries about who could own the dog Mm -hmm. or perhaps in a real super bad move the 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 hot girl you like the whole time it was her dog what a twist yeah. And then that just brings yeah. us closer together. I would like I like the delivery one a little bit where it's kind of going from person to person and then one person will be like, "Oh, Mitzi, what are what are you doing with Logan?" And I'd be like, "Right." Oh. And then we can also have the warriors thing because I forget which Greek story the warriors is actually based on. It's like the Seven of Thebes or something where they have to run from uh Athens all the way through Thebes but they're being chased by like several different warring tribes exactly. which is just again the warriors I would, but it's I would, sort of like what side the the areas of town you have to go through are progressively more dangerous okay areas of town that i can throw up like on the screen right now um fishery it's all dudes who wear like uh, heavy overalls and have like hooks and nets um the playground. It's all really, really bratty, unsupervised kids who like to throw things at people like rocks because the playgrounds all have like little tiny rocks. Um, 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 the school. Magic elves. Already been through it. Four. Um, I'm just like powering through all of the things that we have in Gimli. Uh, the beach. A lot of beach bums. People who are in like speedos. Uh, they like to throw sand in your eyes. That's kind of their gimmick. Uh, beach volleyballs. Yeah. There is that one, I feel like there's one ice cream shop in Gimli that everybody goes to. <gasps> Do I not rem- not oh my god, this is I'm the worst. I don't go there ever. Like and if I do, I like go to my house and I stay there. Um This is I also like was there something specific you learned at this? Like why were you just like never again? Never again a party. If there was a couple of things. Never again a party because I just I was over feeling that gross at work. Mm-hmm. Um, two, it was a lot of people really kind of pushed the boundaries of what I was comfortable with having having happen in my home. 
mm-hmm. for instance, whatever the fuck happened in the bathtub, uh, the suplexing, the trike. Um, like I said, my friend puked on my couch, and I am not over-exaggerating when I say it was like this very scary green color that I was very concerned by. Oh, that's a classic puke. That's like it's movie like, puke. Oh, it was like neon. Oh, it was like Slimer. I I feel bad for him, but I was also pissed at him. So so it was a matter of like, I just don't want to go through the trouble of having to clean this up again. It was a matter of, I just don't want to feed, I don't want to have to like hide things from my parents again because I'm really bad at it. So like I said, so if my <laughs> well, parents- especially if you're like got to detect, like if they just found the gum, like if they can do that, that dog is gone. You will never find your childhood dog <laughs> because that goes two ways. Like yeah. they're good at finding stuff. They're good at hiding stuff. That's definitely a big reason why I also hope mom never finds this podcast is because I kind of vaguely accused her of- allowing my dog to die as a child so and i feel i also feel personally i i I feel though that this is a very good like you are this is your last weekend before university and there is that like ego death of like coming from childhood into manhood where you had to take care of this thing (laughs) something was more important than you you learned personal boundaries i learned not to always trust people when they say that they can handle it Yes, because they couldn't. Yes, even take it you to the, did. They couldn't even take it to the cops or something like that. Once again, I don't know if the cops would have been able to help or do anything, but it's like you could have tried. Hmm. 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 No, I okay. I definitely feel bad for that poor thing. Like my absolute solid headcanon, though. Every time I tell the story, is that the dog found its home and was very, very happy there. <laughs> Either that, it's like the general on the army base. It's like his dog. Or that's a that's a little bit of a cute button. But I, I also very much like the idea, kind of like branching off what you were talking earlier too, where the dog is kind of almost like spiritual in a way, where it's like leading me from location to location, and then at the end, there's like a moment where I realize, like, oh, I have to let you go. I have to, and then it just like gives me a little, and then like walks away on its own, and I just stand there crying <laughs> because I did. I grew. And that's the point at which it talks like Kristen Shaw and just like, you weren't finding my home. I was helping you find your home. <laughs> and then it runs off along the beach. And then my parents pull in and just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Cut to black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you have to like stand up to yourself about that that neighbor of the beach that's just like, no, you shut up. I'm having a profound transcendental experience with this dog. You will let me talk with my dog spirit guide. <laughs> that's the only reason why I kind of want you to be on like mushrooms for this or like coming down off a mushroom trip because then the Hilda folk are still there. The dog can talk. It's a little bit more like Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. No, I very much like the Big Lebowski, almost kind of like hard boiled angle to it. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I very, very much like neo-noir kind of stuff. So how do we, uh, the, the last thing I'm really going to ask you, because I think we, we covered everything <laughs> pretty, uh, uh, solidly. I would still like notes from yourself from the past <laughs> of like trying to figure out, um, just not to cut you off here, but just to go back for a couple of seconds, we can always mix and match from other stories from my past. Cause one of the other stories I was thinking of telling was when I shook, uh, the hand of the Icelandic prime minister while I was uh, on acid and 
mushrooms. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And yeah, you know, you've told you've told me this. So yep. Like, didn't he he just got nabbed in one of those like um uh the 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 panama papers where they it's like hiding money yeah so it was after i shook hands with him so i feel like i had a part in this but um he came to visit gimli and it was part of my job where i like had to shake hands with him and i was tripping balls from the night before oh wow but yeah he um much later after that i can't remember exactly what year but that panama papers thing came out and it was revealed that he had a bunch of illegal offshore accounts where he was hoarding money and so iceland did this really really cool thing called the pots and pans revolution where literally a third of the island showed up outside his house banging pots and pans calling for his removal from office (laughs) see and that's when pots and pans work it was no That's great. And I would like, yeah. And you can just pass by stuff like you're on the front page of the paper and you don't know why. And you're just like, am I shaking the hand of the prime minister? Of just like my gigantic eyes. Yeah. Okay. So I guess in closing, cause I don't want to take up too much of your time. Of it's like, how do we, how do we, how do you see the trailer for this movie? I definitely, once again, I feel like the dude wears my car vibe would really serve it well in the uh, in the trailer being like sort of like kind of one of those like very gentle piano music. Ding, 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 ding. Logan is about to have a startling awakening, and it's just like me walking through the house, like, uh, 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 and I like open up like the coffee filter or something, and someone's shitting there or something, and I'm like, uh, and it's like, but little does he know. He's going, I don't know, I'm really bad at improv, so. Yeah. <laughs> just like you waking up and there's a dog sitting on you. Well, I just, I specifically, like, here's how I see it. There's, like, me with my key in the car and I see something out of the corner of my eye. So there's one of those, I don't know, the, one of those lens zooms in where it's the pink car and I see a little movement. And so it's, like, teasing you a little bit into thinking it's, like, maybe a horror thing where I'm, like, slowly walking towards the car. And it's, like, mm. and then the little dog pops up, bing. And then it's like two friends out on a wild whirlwind adventure through the they'll meet fishermen, prime ministers, hold the folk, yeah. mom. I would then like it to be you in the car, and you're just like, Do you hear narration? And you turn to the dog, and the dog's like, You're probably still on acid. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, um, that makes a lot of sense. Just have a little fear and loathing my, the, aspect would, in there. I would love, to, I feel like a really lazy, easy way to do that would be to like have a whole, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. <gasps> what? No, it would be much funnier if it's the dog saying to me, like you just said, like, I think you might still be on acid. Oh, yeah, no, that totally makes sense. <laughs> title of the movie yeah yeah yeah. do you have do you have a title in mind i because i came up with one but i want to it's your film i i like punchy one word titles so i wanted to do something like stray or fluffy or something but i don't think those are punchy enough so i'm definitely interested to hear your suggestion okay logan come home <laughs> instead of lassie come home I think it's it, it was just right there. I, like I literally just had to change a number of letters. I'm like, nope, perfect. And I'm trying to think. And I'm just trying to think of any dog-related movie that I can 
riff on and I'm coming up blank. So you know what? Maybe that <laughs> But they all end in come home. Like even the the sequel to Old Yeller, the the Benji movie. I watched a lot of black and white lassie just to like prep for this. <laughs> and like, yeah. Um the only one the like the the I'm going to say the dog fending off the Rottweiler is the equivalent of like fending off a bear. Oh, very I also so. want a, a very much a thing. I want the people that didn't get invited to your party to like be trying to hunt you down the rest of the morning. And like it's it's the dangerous, scary kids because that happened to me at my first house party these guys kept trying to break in and then the cops came and we all had to hide because we were underage drinking but then i'm walking down the street and the people that were breaking in were trying to break in we're like hey it's one of the kids and they pulled out paintball guns and just shot the hell out of me and i was like luckily drunk enough that i didn't feel it and that i could like Jackie Chan drunken kung fu master a little bit but so I'm like running away so I don't get caught by the cops and I'm being pelted with these paintballs and I'm drunk and I go into a 7-Eleven and I'm just dripping with paint I'm like hey can I use your bathroom and the guy on the guy is like normally it's just for employees but you know what buddy you earned it (laughs) Just have like, yeah, no, an enemy force that's hunting. I like that a lot. Yeah. Again, bringing it back to, to warriors and stuff, but like, yeah, come home is kind of, kind of how all of it always ends. All right. So I do what now I write up a draft of this and then you use all of your hip. We make so much money. We, yeah, we never have to relate to the common man ever again. Do you want to plug anything, Logan? Do you I want- really don't have anything to plug. If you're in Winnipeg and you're looking for an affordable, nice place to live, check out the Sterling Window Lofts. That's the place I manage now. Um, what about, okay, I'm going to do this for, what about uh, Milk Rabbit, your graphic novel? Oh, well, yeah, no, honestly, I haven't actually thought about that in a very, very long time. Yeah, I do comics. and I, You know uh, how I know? Because I sent you money to send me a copy and you did not accept the money and you did not send me a copy. That sounds like me. I'm kind of a piece of shit like that sometimes. I am working on improving, though, so I will send you... Well, I mean, you literally only hurt yourself in this scenario. You refused money. Yeah, honestly, I do that sometimes. I'm in therapy. I'm working out why I do that. Um, But, hey, man, I'm... (laughs) Do we both want to do, like, ninth step at each other right now? Is this just how we... We end we'll, it. We'll help uh, each other work it out. I uh, I will plug it out. Yeah, I do uh, do comics. So uh, I do have a, an Instagram. It doesn't have anything on it right now, but I will be uploading art again to it soon. That's uh, lowercase boo b o o dot radical. If anybody's ever interested, right? I, and part- I have seen pages of this graphic novel. It is good. I want to read it, Logan. <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm not. I'm. A, I'm a creative, but I'm not a business person. So yeah. Oh, yeah. And no, and this podcast isn't real. It was just an excuse to finally confront you. And it took me an hour and a half to. It's real. It's you, real. I'm so. You, you, Cad. <laughs> yeah. No, you absolute I like. Blackguard. I just miss Map. I'm trying to get Angie on the podcast. I think that would be good. I really, just, really I funny. miss your Rory impression. The, oh, the guy who Rory. ran the place. Just the most fascinating old man you've ever met. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gave, gave me my love of opera. <laughs> well, I certainly don't want to live in Winnipeg the rest of my life, so maybe our paths will cross again sometime. <laughs> That's true. I'll, I'll come back. I'll come back. Uh, but, Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, to the audience. No problem. I, you know what? It was a lot of fun. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> That's how good Thanks it for was. Having me on my first, Thanks for having me on my first podcast appearance ever. Ooh. Ooh. I, you, you set up very well. Matt, my producer, Thank thanks you. you. Again, Matt, I oh. came in under time again. So if you want to cut a little bit of this, maybe. And then, you, Matt, you can spend some time with your wife. Maybe <laughs> give some time to your hobbies. Catch up on your actual job. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. It's really, really appreciated. I'm sure editing and stuff like that is a lot of hard work. Okay, bye, everybody. Okay, bye. <laughs> Punch Up Your Life has been a stupid fancy production in partnership with Showbiz Monkeys. The show was hosted and created by Andrew Lazotte. You can find Andrew on Twitter and Instagram as at VinLazotte, or check us out on Facebook at Punch Up Your Life. Theme music was composed and performed by Leif Ingerbritsen, photography by Tyra Sweet, and artwork was designed by Todd Graham. The show was produced, edited, fact-checked, and all questions and tangents were researched by me, Matt Ardell. Please remember to like and subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know which stories you'd like to see get made into a film, or pitch us your own story. Who knows? You could end up being the next guest of the show. Thanks for listening, and remember, you are the hero of your own story. Story.